content about Chess the Musical having an official Twitter account. <laughs> I thought I thought that was some good content. That was great content. You weren't even recording. At Chess the Musical UK. Uh, I don't. This sending me on some on something that makes me wonder if there's. I feel like I've heard. Who was in the movie of it? No, the movie of it was all the people who performed in it, right? There was a. There, I didn't like know the music was, video is the. I didn't even know the there was a music movie. video. Literally, in Bangkok, literally, yeah, literally the only thing I know about chess is one night in Bangkok. That's all I know. I think the music video of that was the. I don't know that there's a that there's a film of it, but I but I believe the music video of it was just the performers of the original show. I I believe that a, an adaptation of the you know of the of the scene in the musical. I'd buy it. Did um so uh, this episode is releasing after but recording before uh, Sonic the Hedgehog comes out. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if the internet, is the internet going to change post Sonic the Hedgehog? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? What do you think? It depends on how good it is. It depends on how good it is. <laughs> I, I work in this period where I was going to movies a lot, like a lot, a lot, just about every week. And now, I, the last time I was in a theater was Uncut Gems. That's not that long ago. Like last month, right? Not even a month ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Would have been January, right? Unless you saw yeah, it at the we, unless you saw it at the the um, uh, Alamo. Yeah, no, it was it was it was after January tenth, I think. So that's not, that's only it's only like max four weeks ago. That's that's more recently than I've seen a movie, and I work at a movie theater. So I would be at movies so often if I actually worked at. Yeah, I mean, you say that. Have I told you about what? Nah, never mind. I won't. I won't. <laughs> are you just like, are you just keeping content away from the show? Um, is it going to be a Patreon exclusive? Is that what you're going to make it? It's it's going to be like uh, when I feel when I feel like an exclusive. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be one of those things of like we're running out of content in episode like 84, and you're like, you know what? I'll just tell that story <laughs> about. <laughs> I didn't really know what it's about at this about point. About Alamo that I oh. sequestered. Um, before that, it was, uh, I think it was Joker. No, I'm just saying, like, I went from, like, every week or just about every week yeah. to, like, 40 plus times in a yeah, year. The last couple of years, I saw all the Oscar nominees, and this year, um, I only saw three of them, and that was uh, Joker, Ford vs. Ferrari, and um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And those, I just, like, I just saw last year when they came out not because they were nominated just because i wanted to see them um I kept and on two of them were back. good and one of them was a mistake so you know <laughs> ford vs ferrari no ford vs ferrari is great oh you didn't enjoy joker it's fine it's fine oh now let's get into the, the no no let's not <laughs> let's let's <laughs> not let's not do a, a whole thing on the joker let's just uh <laughs> it's a movie it happened. Joaquin Phoenix was good. Got an Oscar for last night. Like Brad Pitt, kind of felt like a lifetime achievement Oscar. Uh, did Pitt, has Pitt never won one before? He won one for producing for Twelve Years a Slave. Twelve Years a Slave, yeah, but he never won an acting award. I, I guess. Not I mean, he's not. So. He's not been in a lot of. He's life. never been in anything that deserves it. Moneyball. <laughs> um, yeah, that year was stacked. Stacked, stacked I think. I'm sure. Okay. No, he's 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 been in some stuff, but you're right. It's it's probably kind of, kind of war. They just sort of like, here you go. Here's a. Who was that year? Was that Leo for Leo? Obviously, didn't win it for Wolf of Wall Street, but was that the, no, no 2011? No, 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 because yeah. no, because because Wolf because Moneyball is the reason that uh, Moneyball was after Moneyball is the reason that Jonah Hill was in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, 84th Academy Awards, the artist. That's the year the artist won. That's what I thought. John Desjardins. Oh, yeah. Bad Pitt was even nominated for Moneyball. I didn't realize he was even nominated, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Pitt was nominated. uh, Gary Oldman, George Clooney, uh, Damien Bashir, and Jean Desjardins, who uh, is canceled. So uh, maybe they should have given it to Pitt. I was very out. 
against the idea of giving the award to a silent movie performance i don't know that's that's whatever my my mom was uh uh upset that the, that parasite won not that she didn't like parasite she hasn't seen it she was just she just thought was she was just like oh they're giving it to the foreign film whatever whatever and i was like what are you what are you talking about like it's just they decided it was the best movie. Like, first of all, you watch foreign films every night. That's all. That's the only thing she watches <laughs> are Bollywood movies. So what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> Winners and nominees of the eighty fourth. Was um, that Christopher like our best supporting for? I think Beginners. I like that movie. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I also didn't realize that uh, the writer of Moneyball, Steve Zalian, Zalian, wrote. Um, Irishman, which makes me mildly more interested in seeing it, but like not that much, not enough to actually watch it. Isn't that movie like three hours long? The Irishman, yeah. Oh, co-writer by the way, money co-writer with Sorkin, obviously. Sorkin wrote Moneyball. Yeah, co-wrote with... with Sorkin, I was literally watching. Yeah, yeah. West Wing today. But Steve Steve's Alien wrote Schindler's List, Mission Impossible, Gangs in New York. Jesus Christ. Co-wrote Moneyball. He also wrote some bad movies. He wrote Exodus, Gods and Kings. Uh, Jack the Bear. I don't know the the Hannibal Lecter like Hannibal movie from two thousand one. So he's like hit or miss. Is that the one with with Edward Norton or is that Red Dragon? Oh boy, uh, Julianne Moore. It's the one where Julianne Moore takes over for um Jodie Foster. Look, Edward Norton been in one of those movies? Is that with uh? It's with Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. I remember watching one of those and enjoying it. Like the original? No, no, no. Obviously the original. No, one of the other ones where he's as appearing as Hannibal Lecter. Red Dragon was the one with oh. Edward Norton. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Ridley Scott directed this one. Wow. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, Ridley like... Scott directed the sequel? Yeah, the 2001 Hannibal with the one with... Uh, hey, hey, Nine, did uh, did Ridley Scott direct that one Tom Cruise movie? What is it called? The Last Samurai? <laughs> <laughs> did Ridley Scott direct The Last Samurai? Long story short, Ken Watanabe, bing, bang, boom, Samurai Code. <laughs> Helicopters. Sorry. <laughs> and welcome. I was going to start over because I misspoke and I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> keeping it all in. Hello, helicopters, and welcome to uh, episode six of Motion City Podcast. Uh, I am, as always, Naim Siddiqui. Joining me once again is my uh, co host uh, and co navigator through this endeavor. It is Jacob Walden. How's it going, Jake? good are you, are you just getting me like short clipped sentences so i don't uh cut you out of context to make it sound racist like i threatened to five minutes ago five minutes ago <laughs> no, 30 was, seconds ago I was trying to think, with co-navigator i'm like co-navigator okay boats anchors in the song anchors yeah Anch- anchors okay. away maybe that'll be our maybe that'll be our closing now maybe i'll i'll close our closing phrase will be anchors away i'd like to anchor and stay no I'd no. like to anchor someday, even if it kills me. I don't know. I'm like an anchor someday. I don't know. Well, I, I guess it's, at some point, at some point, we'll get to a good closing phrase. Um, but I don't think that's today. That's optimistic. Hey, listen, it only took us four episodes to find Hello Helicopter. So, uh, you know, once we'll, we'll find it, we'll find a good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't <laughs> think of one off the top of my head but uh we'll, we'll get we'll get to a song that that has a good closing in it and we'll be like this is it god damn it because i'm gonna say we'll get to a closing song from a from an album but aok was a closing song from an album and that didn't have anything in it for us so um besides you know being a great song uh hey so today we are talking about 
the samurai code which is the second to last uh song the 10th track i believe uh off of panic stations the uh as as yet final album from motion city soundtrack uh jake you picked this song why did you pick this song well keeping with the pattern we were going with a a panic stations song i think if we you know sure yeah because we we covered one from all the other albums so far so makes sense to all right don't want to go too heavy on an album uh i i went through a lot of songs on on panic stations trying to figure out which one i wanted i think at first i'm like heavy boots uh anything at all nah. and then i i had listened to the album i think like five times since like thinking about that I'm like well i the samurai codes it, it seems kind of unusual you know like in contrast with songs in general let alone their songs yeah so it was that or um how am i blanking on the name it was the the last song of the album days run away uh, days run away uh really like both these songs i mean any, you know any given song if you especially motion sleep soundtrack if you have me listen to it like a dozen times in a short period. I'm going to be like, boy, this is brilliant. And I will tell you why. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, tell me why. <laughs> yeah. I, well, the, the structure itself seems unusual. I, I agree. When we were just getting into recording. I was trying to like figure out the, the notes of the song, it, but it seems like to me, this is the most, and I don't mean this like, uh like like diminishingly or like like critically but it seems like this song operates in a very narrow band of like octaves i think where there's not a a huge range of the except except for the that like particular guitar riff it seems like like justin singing almost like in kind of an even tone the entire time like there's there's less inflection in his singing than than a lot of other songs and there's i i kind of agree up to a point the uh i'd like to anchor and stay yeah like there's there's a lot of i think um sort of movement in in certain parts but like uh, you know that might be as sort of as a, as a dynamic contrast to the the rest of it which does i agree sort of stays in in one range especially compared to some of the earlier stuff where um you know, it's it's moving around a lot. I can see what you're saying with that. I think I think one thing I found interesting about this song is um like the, the chorus is catchy. Uh you hope for the best, but yes. the best always leave you behind. Like that is a catchy chorus. But it is one of those where like it it's sort of every time the chorus comes up, it kind of changes like a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't ever feel like because like, like I know I know I was I was listening to it earlier, I'm like song you really have a chorus like, right like it has, feel, it has like a chorus it... a chorusy structure but like mm-hmm. the chorus itself is not you know uh tell me that you're all right everything is all right tell me that you're all right everything is all right you know like it's it's it it, it changes a, it cha- i mean it doesn't change that much you could you could kind of sing the same thing over it every time and just sort of sort of just be a little wrong um but uh you know it is like at one point, it's no hope for the best because the best always keep you behind. At some some point, it's uh, you hope for the best, but you just end up losing your mind. Like there's always like just a little a little bitty change here and there. So like mm-hmm. again, it's still a very chorusy structure, but the actual chorus like there's actually nothing that's that is an actual chorus. It's not quite like um you know uh um uh what's the song oh from uh um. Uh, commit this to memory the uh together will ring in the new year like together will ring in the new year is straight up doesn't even have a chorus right it's just straight up just like a whole song um the close well g obviously also or is the, is the i think the obvious one that's that's got the unusual structure as well uh yeah kind of lg fod's chorus is pretty st- yeah i guess you're right no you're right you're right um it is it is a bit of a different structure uh but i i feel like lg fod is more similar to this song um in, mm-hmm. in that the chorus is a chorus like especially um because like in lg flawed you know less so in this song uh but more so in lg flawed the chords the chord progression changes at the chorus um and so like 
the verse and the chorus are separated by a different chord progression. Whereas with this song, it is, it is pretty much the same chord progression throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there mm-hmm. are, you know, some minor differences here and there, uh, but mostly it's in the, uh, uh, um, I'd like to anchor someday. I'd like to anchor someday. Like that's, that's got an A minor in there, but otherwise it's, it, or like, I guess it's an A sharp minor. Um, but otherwise it's a, it's a very like, uh, G sharp, F sharp, C sharp driven song. Like it's almost entirely those three chords for for most of it. And then you get a little A sharp minor and a little E sharp minor in there. Um, or sorry, F minor. There's no such thing as E sharp. <laughs> a little F minor in there. Um, but primarily it is it is a very um uh, uh G sharp, F sharp, C sharp chord driven obviously i mean you know there's a top line there's a lot of interesting stuff that's done with the top line and and uh, some stuff done with the moog um whereas the uh, you know if we're going to continue to compare to lg fwad uh, lg fwad the um the verses are a uh c sharp and then c sharp slash c uh and then an a minor like it's, I I don't know. I I I can play it, but like describing the chords with a capo one one. It's C C slash B C C C slash B A minor, and then you get a like a G. But then the cor- the chorus is like G F G C G F G C or something like that. Um, I I can't remember the exact chords. I I <laughs> it's uh, that's a song that I play often enough that my hand just does it for me. Um, but uh. But like, yeah, it, it, it very, very distinctly changes chord progression in the chorus, which is uh, something that um, I think is done a lot more on Commit This to Memory uh, and, ev- and even if it kills me than uh, even on like I Am The Movie. Like the um, chord progression for Perfect Teeth is the same throughout the entire song, except for uh, the bridge, like the whole song is the exact same chord progression except for the bridge, which is like a little bit the, um, for well, the, Hey, it's been quite a long time, like that part. And then also the, um, uh, Oh, what's the, the one that's fuck. I, I don't remember the, the, the part that's right before that, um, has like an a minor in there. Or, or something like that, but uh, otherwise, it's it's pretty much the exact same chord progression that the song. So this this is more similar uh, in writing, I guess, to an I'm the movie song. Um, what's cool, like so, with this album, God, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> I hate it when I do this. Um, what's cool is through this album, they um, they did a, like they they recorded it a little differently than than previous albums. So they had specifically with this album made an effort to record it all like together in the studio all at once. Like they didn't track it um, for each other. They did it all in the studio uh, as opposed to like, you know, a more traditional recording method of first the drummer comes in, then the guitar comes in, then the bass comes in, then uh, the drummer comes back to, to maybe tweak some stuff. And the guitarist comes back to tweak some stuff and the Moog and all that. Um, they did it all like live um, as if it was recording a live album, but in a, in a uh, studio space, um because the band is so um like they're so good live they're so tight live and they're such a good live band that i think you know a lot of people had said that they wanted um they uh, a lot of their friends had said hey why don't you like try recording an album live you're so good live uh so um i think i think maybe that comes through a little bit in this in this album um and in the song as well where it's just sort of like you know they 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 maybe not recording it live as much i you know i i'm not a i don't have an ear like that to notice like oh this is tracked live as opposed to oh this is tracked um but it's it's one of those where i think they they actively tried to write like they were kids again like they were like it would like I'm the movie era. And so it, it sort of tracks that this is a little bit more s- simplistic in its, in its chord structure. Sorry. I said a lot just now. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you have something? No, it's, it's fine. I was, I was thinking about how to me and this album, this album as a whole, especially the song feel more like, like what I would have associated with alt rock in their time. Yeah. 
um less so at the time of the album coming out because like by then i was listening to significantly less all rock um yeah, well, I mean, because so this came out in 2015. Um, like I said, it was the last album before they broke up. Uh, but it came out like around the time that I think Fall Out Boy reunited, uh, and it sounds nothing like that uh, that Fall Out Boy reunion album. So they came back and did uh, Save Rock and Roll, which was 2013, and then American Beauty, American Psycho, which was 2014, I think, or 2015. Um, and like, yeah, this this sounds nothing like that, which is, you know, like, that's fine. That that doesn't sound anything like Fallout Boy used to sound like, you know, um, but uh, it's it's certainly like it's it certainly sounds this album sounds more like Motion City soundtrack than the later Fallout Boy albums sound like Fallout Boy, you know, like Centuries doesn't sound like a Fallout Boy song. <laughs> um you know, like especially if when you're comparing it to songs like "This Ain't a Scene" and "Trigger We're Going Down" and "Thanks for the Memories," um, whereas you know the Samurai Code, we're com- I mean we're comparing it to Algie Fouad. Like it's, it's not Algie Fouad, <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> not not by any stretch of the imagination. But like you know, it, it definitely sounds a little bit more like that. Whereas whereas I think Go, uh, you know, the band might have been going in a bit of a direction of of that sounded more indie rocky which is not a again not a bad thing um but i think i think i think go was a very like it was a departure for the band and panic station was trying to get back to what made them them uh like what made the motion city soundtrack um but uh you know, I I'm, I'm like I'm glad they made go because it's it is like a a very different sort of sound from the band um but i don't know i just don't like i don't i'm i'm cognizant of of when musicians are are like playing outside of what i might be accustomed to with them but i never think of it as not sounding like themselves like what it's 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 one of those things of like if you played if you played i write sins not tragedies next to high hopes like those don't sound like they're from the same band, you know. I like I like it when a when it when a band shows they have this range. Oh no, like, for sure. I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just I'm just I know I know I know. I'm just saying that I'm just saying like I don't I don't process it like, and I, I a lot of this might just come from just listening, especially in the past past however long since I discovered Twenty One Pilots that they they do just play whatever they want. Yeah, um, well, and I think I think that's cool, right? I think I, I I'm I'm super into it when when like there's a band that maybe just like plays different stuff, but also, you know, on the other hand, it's like when, when, when a band does something that they do for four albums, then for the fifth album coming, <laughs> which I'm not, I'm not trying to like trash talk go. I like go. Uh, I, I, I picked a number out of thin air and it happens to be four and then the fifth album. Um, but like when, when a band comes out and does four albums and they all sound like their one single oeuvre and then they come out and do a fifth album and it sounds just completely different then it's like oh okay i guess this is what we're doing now is this what we're doing now you know like it, and, and i i obviously like i get that artists need to grow and change and, and do just, different it, stuff. Feels, it feels to me like a progression like like it feels yeah. like my dinosaur life is is different than what preceded it and then my dinosaur life like that that development progresses into go and that feels like a natural development from i know something left to go and then goes development into panic stations I, I i don't know that i'd say that feels quite the same like i do i do feel like the departure there's more significant but i i mean like you know I, I i like i again i'm not trying to say anything bad about go i i'm just saying that like like it if if go wasn't like in this discography, if it went from my dinosaur Life to panic stations, that would make a lot more sense to me than going from my dinosaur Life to go than to panic oh, stations. Oh man, I don't know. I, I that's just, that's all I'm saying. Like not like I like go. I think go is a, a good album with good songs. It's it's a decent album with some really good songs. Um, but like it it just it just feels like, and I think I think they were conscious of that. I think it was a conscious decision of go. They tried something different. 
and the fan base responded in a negative way. And Justin has called Go his least favorite album of the discography. Um, and and so then they came back with Panastation and, and did something, you know, a little more like what they had done before, which is a little pop punkier. There is some Indian, like some some indie Rocky stuff in here. Um, I think like... Uh, well, Days Will Run, Days Will Run Away is is a lot is very indie rocky. Like Days Will Run Away would feel at home on Go, um, but like Circuits and Wires is the only song on Go that I feel like would fit on any other Most City soundtrack album. Not not that there's not other like Timelines is a great song, you know. True Romance is a, is a song that I like a lot. Son of a Gun's a song I like a lot. I just don't feel like they make sense on. That. Timelines also good. Floating down the river, big fan. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, worst is yet to come. <laughs> <laughs> um but like there's, there's there's other good tracks in the album of course i'm just i'm just saying none of, like they just don't they don't feel like the rest of the band's work um which is funny because we'll talk a lot about i think uh i'll have a lot to say about inside out when we get to inside out because that song sounds nothing like anything else the band did like it's it's very it's a very different song <laughs> um but yeah i don't know uh Let's talk about some lyrics, I guess. Uh, unfortunately, so uh, I don't know if this is going to make it into the the little cold open, but um, <laughs> I have talked a lot, which is nice. And also, I always feel bad when I talk so much, but I know you <laughs> like it when I talk a lot. <laughs> I like listening. <laughs> so uh, whatever. But um I think most of our Panic Stations episodes, much like our last Go episode, uh, The Worst Yet to Come, are going to end up being pretty short because there's really not a lot of like stuff out there for them. Uh, there's just like there's very little uh, as in, in the way of interviews about them or like speculation about it just because, you know, it was the last album. It, it didn't do quite as well. The band broke up right afterwards. Um, so I pulled a few reviews, uh, which is what we're going to talk about in, in lieu of, uh, the band actually talking about it. But before that, uh, do you have any stuff you want to talk about with like lyrics in this song? Well, in the last episode, we, we found that, uh, that person, you found that person's comment on song, song meanings, right? yeah, yeah, where all of their music is about. Or so much of the music is about water and swimming, and this album feels like the. I, I mean, I assume, or I think this person person might have gotten the idea from this album, but this always seems like the heaviest. Well, they definitely didn't get it from this album because that comment was eleven years ago. Oh shit! Yeah, that comment well, was that comment was that pre comment... pre my dinosaur life. And then that comment had uh, had some prescience because yeah. like the cover. The, co the cover is yeah. There's so much water on the cover. I know. And the, the beginning of the song is about like, like the what word is driftwood in it? Yeah, trapped all the driftwood thoughts. I'd rather just ignore. Which is funny because that's one that like a lot of lyric sites, including uh, Music's Match, which is what Google gets its lyrics off of, says trapped all the liquid thoughts. I'd rather just ignore. But you listen to the song; it's very clearly saying driftwood. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I uh, oh obviously uh, anchor the big one. <laughs> anchor is away, anchor and stay. Yeah, which which I guess you know if, if we talk about like the the swimming metaphor that we mentioned last episode, um, if if swimming is continuing to go, anchor is sort of like getting. Man, I know this is me reading like so much into it that's not there, but like you something about the the at the, at the beginning we were talking about how I feel like the song is in a narrow 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 band of 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 notes made me think of a made me think of a ship in the water and i know this is like the stretchiest stretch but like when when the when the notes go high when he goes high he's stressing the boat's going over a wave or waves are crashing over and then in the normal section just like even course even keel i don't i don't think that's too much of a stretch actually because that's that's the thing that songwriters do I think, a lot i think playing a song that's a boat is probably well, I think it's a little bit, of, maybe a little bit of the stretch, sure. But like, you know, rising and falling tension—that that makes sense, right? You, you, you're, you're as the the as you get a little bit more um, 
you know, I don't think manic's the right word, but as, as you get a little bit more like a, a little rangier with the song, that uh, that indicates a lot of extra tension. And then you resolve that tension by, you know, going back to a little bit more even keel, dragging my heels like a broken record. Like, you know, that's that makes sense. Um, I don't know if rising tension and and like I don't know if I'm using the terms right. <laughs> um, they're definitely words I've heard said by music people. But uh, so I think anchor though. Not the tension is much in the rising of the song. I just meant, you know, just in general, it's rising. Right, right, right. But then, but then it comes back down, and that's that's what I mean. It like it, it resolves the the rise, like t- tension, as in like as the musical term. But I also don't know if I'm using the musical term tension right. Um, uh, I think anchor, interestingly, actually is is used fairly literally in the term of like settle down. I'd like to anchor someday. I'd like to anchor and stay. Yeah, you know, like you hope for the best, but the best always leave you behind. Um, it's it's one of those songs that like you know. I, I mean, I'm sure you can see a lot into it, but at at its base level, probably about a girl. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah meet a lot of ladies and uh, yeah, hope for the best but the best never stay and they never stay they always leave you behind i want to anchor i just want to stay you know um man i don't i don't want to i don't want to like introduce heaviness into this but it's like well tony leaving i you know i mean i don't know that's that's nothing you know but uh i i don't think that's entirely anything um because you know like he was he's still friends with the band he played on i think they're the when they toured this album in la he like came on and, and played some drums for some stuff but uh it's it's not quite like in blink 182 where like every song after tom left is about tom you know <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh because like some of it is like very straightforward dragging my heels like a broken record taking the fall like a champion my heart belongs beneath the ocean floor uh which again ocean floor another water reference there's a lot so there's a lot of water references in this album um, which I noticed like literally as soon as the album came out. I didn't notice, I didn't think about all that swimming stuff that we learned about last week, uh, or at least that the the theory that we read last week. Um, but I remember when this album came out in 2015, um, I still have the t-shirt that I got with the pre-order. Um, I, I wear it all the time. But um, I messaged uh, our friend, Joe Cuevas, uh, because uh, like there's so like so many like ocean and water references in this album, and he's like a big uh, uh, ocean guy. <laughs> like he he loves he's a marine biology major. Um, so so like I just kept like you gotta check this out. Like it's tons of like ocean and water references, and one song is called Broken Arrow, and he was super into archery at the time. So I remember noticing. <laughs> I remember specifically noticing all the all the references to water, um, which is why I brought it up last week. That Panic Station is just like super like like i don't know a lot of water related stuff um yeah i didn't even think of the driftwood thing though until mm-hmm. until you brought it back up heavy boots also has a uh, his reference yeah heavy I mean, boots is the one that i think i was heavy boots is the one i think i was really thinking of when i was um thinking of joe um staring at the ocean waiting for the world to end like <laughs> that's i i, I don't know why so there's cool. What it is about the ocean in this song, in this album specifically? Well, I think there's some stuff on um, "Days Run Away" that might might elaborate into that, but that's that is for another time. I think that is for another episode. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me read some of uh, some of the reviews. Um, so these are I only found like three reviews that mention Samurai Code specifically. Um, so. Uh, the first one is from crypticrock.com uh, from somebody named Nina Mendy. M- M- Mende. I'm not really sure um, how to pronounce that. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> she mentions sort of like uh, as the album comes to a close, we get to Gravity, which is which calls catchy rock, rock song. Uh, and then uh, the Samurai Code is a little like a surf rock song, easygoing yet filled with a deeper meaning. And then mentions that uh, Days Will Run Away. Um, Oh, sorry, swing, swinging back into a brighter tone. Samurai Code swings into a brighter tone like a surf rock song. I, I don't know. What, what, what do you consider surf rock? I think the only answer is Beach Boys, right? That's my, like, my first thought. Like Beach Boys, B-52s. Um, 
Let me see. Very what Dick Dale maybe? Very uh very specific guitar sounds. Yeah. So yeah, because I mean it is it does so when I look at surf music on Wikipedia, it it references pop punk as a derivative form. So that makes sense. And there's a surf punk um yeah, but I don't know. I uh I can sort of hear like a, a surfy vibe. Um, I don't know if I'd call it surf rock, but I also don't know if I understand what surf rock is exactly. So I can't say it's not surf rock. Um, but I can definitely like feel that sort of vibe of, of like, it's, it's, it is, it is one of it, like, like you said, like it's sort of chill. So it makes sense that it's like a little surfy. Obviously it has the ups and downs like waves <laughs> in a surf, in a surf. Yeah. You ride the, the surf wave. I, I, Am I stretching? I think I'm stretching. They're stretching. <laughs> Are they stretching? Yes. Um, okay, so uh, the WittenbergTorch.com, which is... Just a, that my, it's just that I make stupid associations, and I would be the first to be like, you know what this album makes me think of? Surfing. <laughs> uh, the WittenbergTorch.com, which is a student newspaper out of Springfield, Ohio. Uh, Jess Ham wrote this review... <laughs> Um, the second to last track, the Samurai Code. Oh, so uh, she, I believe Jess is a she, also mentions the theme of oceanic waves. Uh, Lose Control describes early on relating to a life situation as an ugly ocean. Second to last track, Samurai Code ties them together with the moving lines, starving myself in the name of progress. Clutching the tide as the ship goes down, my heart belongs beneath the ocean floor. Um... Which I guess we we mentioned already a little bit uh, the ocean theme and samurai codes thing to it, uh, and then impact eighty nine fm dot org, which is a radio station, the Michigan State University radio station out of East Lansing, Michigan. Hannah Keeler, man, we're, we're <laughs> we might be like the fifth or sixth p- people to read these articles. <laughs> Uh, Hannah Keeler calls uh, the Samurai Code one of her favorite up-tempo songs from the album uh, and then says Days Runaway is an angsty, wallowy song. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, there is, there's very, very little on the internet about this song. <laughs> um, let's see. We got anything else? Who do you think they called it the Samurai Code? That's a good question. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. There's a lot on this album where, like, I don't know why it has that. Like, you know, they they do that from time to time. Like, um, time turned fragile doesn't, you know, isn't mentioned in the song. That's, yeah, but that but the idea of time turned fragile, like that, I agree, right? Yeah, I, I understand. It implicitly. I, I understand it implicitly as well. Like resolution, same thing. Like the 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 words not in the song, but it's uh, so let's give it up for the new year, new year resolution. I get that implicitly. Um, Antonia, same thing. Like you don't, they don't say Antonia, but it's a song about this fictional girl, Antonia, the conversation. But like, I have no clue why this song would be called the Samurai Code. <laughs> and like, that's one that you would hope they say somewhere. I, I did know that the other term for it's Bushido. Let's see. What are the seven codes of Bushido? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to see if for some reason... The way, Bushido, the way of warriors. Japanese collective term for the many codes of honor and ideals dictated the samurai way of life. Analogous loosely to the European concept of chivalry. The way originates from the samurai moral values. Sincerity, frugality, loyalty, martial arts mastery, and honor until death. A code. What do you think? Does the song speak to you as having a code? As being an honorable message? I mean, I don't really, yeah, I don't get it. (laughs) Have you talked about like watching old samurai movies? I mean, I'd buy it. That sounds like something he's done. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's something. uh, When when we eventually finally get him on the show, (laughs) we'll we'll, I'll have to ask. Why is it called the Samurai Code, Justin? Like, I don't know, man. I like samurais. <laughs> that is some cool shit. All right. Um, 
All right. I guess uh, I was nonstop anywhere, but I don't, I don't. The only thing I can think of is that, you know, Samurai, Dasan or Samurai would, would have the option to restore their honor by killing themselves or committing seppuku. Right. Um, But I don't. (laughs) I don't see how that (laughs) has anything to do with anything in the song. (laughs) The song title. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's there's other ones in in this album, like Heavy Boots, like staring at the ocean waiting for the like i don't get heavy boot gravity i get um because like heavy boots keep you like from losing your footing in water yeah i don't know like thematically it's weird but it's less like this is i know i know it's very weird i don't get it i don't i like i understand i know what a tko is but i also don't know why the song is called tko i don't think it's a good title for a song (laughs) um i think panic stage is a great title for an album but i don't uh for sure I don't get it. Um, is this maybe about a wandering samurai? Is that the <laughs> take? The song is about a uh, uh, um, samurai without a master, a Ronin who's going it alone. So wouldn't it be the Ronin code? No, I'm bleeding it. Well, Ronin, where dude, I don't know shit about this. Ronin were samurai without masters. Um, Isn't that like. You know, for the best, but the best always leaves you behind. I'm like the anchor someday. I'm like to find a town to settle down in. I had a dream now it's gone, so I'm going it alone today. Crashed on fractured, all hands were onto the core. That just sounds like boats. <laughs> Sam, did Samurai do boats? Were Samurai graded boats? No hope skyline got shoved over and undone. I'm like the anchor someday. I feel like... I know got shoved over and undone is one that... Uh, a lyric that... Um, wasn't on any of the lyric sites and then somebody tweeted at Justin to I, I like I remember this I just I just saw the tweet when I was trying to figure out why I was called the samurai code I just saw the tweet but I also remember it because it was like five months ago that someone was like do you what like what's this lyric I have no idea what this lyric is none of the lyric sites know either and Justin tweeted back like oh yeah it's it's got shoved over and undone it's like oh okay thanks and then now all the lyric sites happen wait maybe we can trick him into talking about the song that way I'm sure if Someone we tweet told me them, eh. I uh, tell you what, I'm going to go on that song meaning side and post my samurai take on the song. You absolutely should. <laughs> Please do. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him in Milwaukee. Um, I can do it. Uh, which, which, by the way, is now uh, just happened <laughs> as as a as a release. Uh, the, the the Milwaukee show technically just happened. Uh, so. I hope I hope I ran into some of you. Um, I hope you will be having had enjoyed it. Sure. Okay. Uh, so this is the part of the show where we usually talk about covers and alternate versions and remixes. Um, but this is the part of the show uh, where where we recognize that Go and Panic Stations have very few covers and alternate versions and remixes. Uh, in fact. This song was never played live as far as... Uh, I forget the name of the site that I looked at. Um, I think set, setlist.fm. Yeah, as far as setlist.fm knows, uh, this song has never been played live ever. Um, so there's, there's just nothing. There's nothing for it. There's other, there's other songs in this album that I know have been played live and on acoustic versions. Um, so... Uh, we we joked about this, but uh, so here's a here's a cover of the Samurai yeah, Code. Now, now I'm here to the cover of it, and it's gonna be some. <laughs> here's a, here's a cover of the Samurai Code from uh, from Jake's favorite Motion City soundtrack cover band, me. That's true. <laughs> you hope for the best, but the best always leaves you behind. I'd like to anchor someday. So that's going to be on YouTube. Um, oh yeah. Uh, when uh, when this episode goes out uh, later, like maybe later in the day or, or around the same time, maybe a couple hours earlier. Um, 
Jake, I know you commented. I, I like. I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about this. Uh, I don't. I also don't want to hear you talk about this. I don't know how to discuss this. I don't know why I did this. <laughs> I I think I'm okay, but I'm not that great at guitar, and I'm just okay at singing. <laughs> so so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take my headphones off, and you're gonna message me when you're done talking about this cover. And I, go. Oh, I don't. I'm. I don't listen listen to it or don't that's all I heard that's all so I assume that was the message um <laughs> yeah so uh so I guess I'll talk like some real quick about process so because panic stations is like a, a less listened to album uh just like go um there's there weren't even cut like the chords weren't online and again like i'm not that great at guitar i'm not very good at guitar um and like i like i don't have like the ear to figure out what note is being played necessarily so i uh cordify.com which is i or cordify.net which i believe uses machine learning to figure out what the chords in a song is um, or what the chords are. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but if it's not machine learning, then it sucks. Um, if, if it is machine learning, then it's pretty good. You know, like it's not great, but it's pretty good. Uh, and then I use that to uh, try to figure out how to like, and then fix it. But uh, I found, I went to the about page for Cordify.com and it's in German. So that, does not help. <laughs> uh, I see complex technology, Octor Cordify, uh, chord recognition and beat tracking. So I think it is machine learning, uh, or or something, something like that. I, be- I but I believe it uses machine learning to figure out what the chords in the song are. So if that's it, then it's pretty pretty sweet. Like it's it's pretty uh, pretty cool. But. Um, so anyway, so that that's how I figured out how to play this song because it's hard to figure out, uh, and they're definitely so you're gonna see it on YouTube. There's definitely a bunch of chords that are like not right. That this is this is why I try like to be really nice to a lot of the ones that <laughs> go up on YouTube um, because I know it's not easy. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, do you have any other final thoughts on the Samurai Code? No, I you know I like the song. I think I think especially with a band I already like, uh, again listening to any of their songs over and over again is gonna, you know, gonna inspire some particular affinity for it. Um, but yeah, I I think it's I think it's uh, unusual, like I said, and also you know the the guitar riff in it that also feels in common in their songs. Um, yeah, I like so, I like, so I like yeah, the, I think I think the the guitar riff is a little a little different. The, the you know the moog is present there i mean there's not really much going on with it it's just it's present um i didn't i didn't specifically notice anything about the drums you know cuz this is this is i didn't notice anything specifically about the drums um cuz you know this is um the first album with claudio uh instead of tony so you know it, it might be a little different but it, it seemed perfectly perfectly cromulent <laughs> yeah yeah enjoy it enjoy the album enjoy the song yeah all right cool uh that'll do it like i said a shorter a little bit of a shorter episode this week uh as expected um just because there's not a bunch to talk about with uh with some of the uh, the, the the two newer albums like there are with the four uh, older ones um if you want to check out more of the show it's uh Iamkuhan.com slash motion city. Maybe I'll buy a URL sometime in the next few weeks or months. Um, who knows? Uh I I it's one of those things that I'll like, I'll probably get around to it. It's just uh <laughs> like I I used to buy domains before starting shows and then and like I have like four domains for podcasts that I never even started. So so I'm just like I'm, let me wait until we get like an audience. The first once somebody tweets at us. <laughs> then uh then I'll be like, okay, cool, maybe I should buy a domain. Um, but for now, I am Kuhan.com slash motion city. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Kuhan. Jake is at XFIP minus. 
That is XFIP like the baseball stat and minus spelled out. Uh, uh, you can find the show at Motion City Pod. That is the, our Twitter handle. That is our Instagram handle. Uh, that Motion City Pod at gmail.com is our email address. I don't think we've gotten any emails. Uh, I haven't looked, um, but I'm just going <laughs> to assume we haven't. Uh, um, uh, and we are also. Um, uh, Motion City Pod somewhere else, right? Maybe I'm wrong. Instagram. Did I say did I not say Instagram already? I don't know. I don't know if you said Instagram. I don't know. We're there on Instagram. We're not on. We don't post anything on Instagram, but we have the Instagram page. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Pod. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's something podcasters say. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe on Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, if there's something else you want to see us on, let me know and I'll, I'll see if I can get us on there. Uh, I think that is all of the things to say. So, uh, we will talk to you next time uh, with a new Motion City soundtrack song, uh, which you'll have to find out <laughs> like the rest of everybody. You'll see in the title of the... You'll see in the title episode. of the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! No hope for the best Cause the best always leave you behind You hope for the best But you just end up losing your mind You hope for the best But the best always leave you behind I'd like to anchor someday I'd like